Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. It's me. To me, it's J-A-C. No, I'm just playing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No. Oh my gosh. Can we start doing that? It's me. It's me. It's J A C. Welcome like, everybody. You like that? That was great. Yeah, that was really good. You need to start doing that. I just, you know what? You know you know what I did. Okay, so 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 I had a YouTube channel called uh the the, the Cerebral Fuzzy Warrior. Yes. And I, and I opened every video with the, it's me. It's me. It's J A C. And I've always pointed at myself like Rob Van Dam. Dude, you know? d- do that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool, man. We got a new intro. Hey. hey it's me, it's me, it's AC. And welcome <laughs> to the Wind Words Fail Music Speaks podcast, where we fight depression with the power of music. Yeah. I am your professional handicapped host. I just said my name is AC, but that's okay. And no, I am not the voice of Scooter from Buzz and Buffets, but last week I know that that Bruce Lee is the voice of the Muppets from Scooter. Is that true? But I'm not. I'm not JAC. I'm not at liberty to say anymore. I had some calls on that, so yeah, I, yeah. I. But what I am legally obligated to say is that I'm commonly referred to as the loudest guy. Excuse me, in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums, and I still haven't found a more annoying Christmas album, uh, or excuse me, Christmas uh, instrument than the sleigh bells. But I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. But you can call me Blake Mosley, or you can call me Brosley. I won't care either way because you know life's too short to worry uh, to worry about that kind of stuff. So it is, it is, yeah, uh, yeah. So I always say, if you're not living life right, you know, I'm just playing. You should always oh, play. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games here, y'all. It's all it's fun, all and, fun games and games until our until... podcast about fighting <laughs> gets that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, when I'm but yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. So we're Christmas is is uh, moving right along. We finally got some some of our Christmas out al- um, albums. I keep going back to Christmas album, Christmas episodes out that we wanted to do. Um. And we've been doing like holiday discussions at the beginning. So this one being closer towards uh, um, the closer towards Christmas, kind of closer towards New Year's. Let's let's do a holiday discussion about kind of wrapping up the year. Right. So everybody just did their Spotify wrapped, I'm sure. Um, Mom is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but. I, you know, I thought it'd be fun to discuss some of our favorite albums that were released this year as we kind of draw 2021 to a close. Um, so, James, you want me? To, do you want me to go first? Yes, because I'm gonna be honest with you. I have my uh-huh. I, I have one album decided up here, but the other two I'm kind of struggling okay. with. Yeah, so why don't you take it? Still thinking me? on them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and kick it off with the absolute number one album that I could not get enough of this year um, since its release, and it was only released maybe a month or two ago. Every Time I Die's album, uh, Radical, uh, and there has been some 
drama going on within the band ever since that album came out. Uh, Keith Buckley, the lead singer, um, everybody kind of thought he was about to quit for a minute there because there were some um, some riffs that were coming up between him and the rest of the band. His brother plays guitar in the band, and uh, there were some some rumors that they were talking about they were conspiring to replace him. Thankfully, all that has been worked out. Um, he has been taking his mental health very seriously. And every year they do this big Christmas event um, called Tid the Season. Um, Tid being a shortened version of ETID, which is, you know, their uh, acronym. So, um, but yeah, so that was coming up and he really wanted to get his mind right for that. So he took a break for just a very short period of time with the band they canceled the rest of their tour that they were on um, and came back with a vengeance during that thing. And, you know, they've been thriving and doing great ever since then. So I'm super happy to hear it because the radical album is just great. It's a no skip album for me. I listen to that thing front to back almost weekly. There there's, there's usually one or two days out of the week. I start from the very first song and I just listen to that whole thing all the way through and can't get enough of it. So I would definitely say that is my top favorite album that was released this year. Um, it has become one of my favorite albums by that band for sure. Um, but I would also have to say that Knocked Loose, uh, not <clears throat> the EP, the newest EP from the band Knocked Loose, uh, A Tear in the Fabric of Life, um, short and sweet and to the point is the best way I can describe that. Um, they they did an absolute killer job with this EP. Um and there was even like a cool little like YouTube small like short film that kind of went along with the release of the album. So that was pretty cool. Um, I've enjoyed that a good bit. That's a great up and coming hardcore band um, that's starting to really make a name for themselves in the scene. So I'm excited to see them uh, grow. And then also Ice Nine Kills, uh, Welcome to Horrorwood, the Silver Scream Part 2, obviously being the follow up to the Silver Scream part one that was so popular um, a few years ago had a bunch of accompanying music videos that went along with it uh, that kind of told a story. Um, same thing going on with this one, man. They, they came right back with another absolute banger of an album. Um, it's also another no skip for me uh, featuring a lot of great vocal uh, guest vocals too. Ryan Kirby from fit for a King. Um, you have Brandon Saller, the drummer and clean vocalist from Atreyu. You have corpse grinder, uh, on there doing a song with them yeah man i know you love your cannibal corpse so can you can you get any better than that i just no. I, I don't know man yeah um welcome to horrorwood is great i was listening to uh listening to that today assault and batteries is a great song um and oh god i can't remember the of course i'm gonna freaking blank while i go to talk about it but the uh the song uh, so obviously for those of you who don't know ice nine kills did a album a few years ago called the silver scream it was based on horror movies all the title the all the songs were from horror movies they, they obviously did that again funeral derangements that's it it finally came back to me funeral derangements um which was inspired by pet cemetery um it's got a great music video that goes right along with it um cameo appearance by bill mosley um who has been in countless horror films um probably most notably playing in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two uh, and also in all of Rob Zombie's um, Devil's Rejects movies that he's done with the Firefly um, family. So House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. Um, Bill Mosley was you know really popular in those movies. So he's got, uh, he plays like a detective in the music videos. It's got this continuing story 
Um, I also really like the song Rainy Day, which comes from the Resident Evil um, video games and, and movies. So a lot of good ones on there, but I've really enjoyed those three albums this year that were released. So James, what about you? Did that give you enough time? Did I ramble enough to give you time to think of, of three or do you just, do you just have the one, which is fine if you just have the one. Well, I have three right now because I, Hey, I, I, I did it. I did, did it. it. Rambled enough. Yes. <laughs> but I will tell you that welcome to horror is a, is a good, good third for me, but yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one because mm. my third one is going to be a, a band that I'm going to, I'm going to interview this, um, the lead singer for, and it's called, um, hold on just a minute. I should have already had it up here. Have you heard of a band called Broken Vow? Broken Vow? Broken Vow, V-O-W. I, I have not. Mm-mm. Okay, they are, they are uh, I want to say, like a, like a heavier punk band, if that makes sense. It's kind of like, oh, like an old school Black Flag, you know? Yeah. We're okay, just like cool. like mean riffs. I love Black Flag. Oh yeah, we're just like yeah. mean riffs in your face lyrics. I love and, it. And it yep. sounds like it's it's a, they sound like it's like like a very very old school like 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 the the the, the lead singer screaming, but you can totally make out what what it, what you're saying. You know, kind of like okay, in, in cool. your face like action, too. really yeah. pu- really punishing um guitar riffs. So I dig okay. it. I dig it. Um. It, if if you want to listen to it, it's a Saint Mind's End it's an EP that just came out, um, not too long ago. It's a well, yeah, it came out December third, twenty twenty one. Hey, so, yeah, just a few days ago. That's right. Cool. And my second favorite album um, this year was the Dead Deads. Um, mm, they, yes. they they released an album, um, called um Tell Your Kids Tell Your Tell your girls it's okay. Um, yeah. I'm probably butchering that that whole that whole um, that whole uh, title, but um, yeah. No, so I think that was it. I'll I'll look it up and make sure. But yeah, I think that was what the name. I remember talking to tell, Daisy about that yes, when we tell, had her on. And yes, yeah. it's, yes, it's called tell your girls. Tell your girls it's all it's all right. Tell your girls it's all right. That's it. Yep. I saw them live, and 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 Daisy told me and uh, to tell you hi. I don't know if they told you hi before, but she told you hi. Hello, Daisy. So yep. the the beggar on that album is Sea Beast track one, first two, which is the first tra- which is the first single off of the album, and I really yep. love the song "Deal with Me." Deal with me. Okay. It seems yeah. to be more like a punk slash. Um, uh, ska, ska song, because it's got okay. because it's got a major horn section in it that I think we'll really yep. dig, and it's just fantastic. Cool. Okay. And the first, yeah, man. And the first out al- and, and the number one album that I really love today, um, well, well, this year is uh is Venues. Um, I was uh interviewing three out of the. Three out of the five members of the band venues, and their album Solace, um, which released on August 27, twenty twenty one, is utterly yeah. fantastic. Right. So what happens with venues is is um they are a German metal band 
you know, obviously from Germany. They have sure. five, five videos, uh, uh, five videos of of their songs right now, and everyone tells us it's like a one big story, okay? and it's all centered around. Love that. And it's all centered around zombies, you know. Oh, even better! You you win. You got me. Win, right? You got me. So there. Oh, I need to. I need. Okay, I finish, and I will. I'll throw something else in there. So. Okay, so so their song. Um, uh, I I I'm I'm looking at them. It's called um Wada Gali W W Y W H Y D A H one word Wada 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 Gali. And shifting colors is my all-time favorite. Just co- okay, so Wada Gali is my favorite just because the drummer and his like punishing feet. You know, you don't have a like b- double bass drum. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah. Um, I, I I think he's he's one of the um the best drummers I've heard in a long time, other than that um Japanese drummer from Crystal Lake that you told me about earlier yes. in the year. Shifty mm-hmm. Killers is my favorite song because it reminds me of a, of early, early, early Evanescent song. Yeah, I mean, I mean the way that the way that okay, so there's two lead singers, a female and a male singer. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the female Leela can really can really build it out for sure. So yeah, so those are mine. Well, I would say. I would. I need to add another one onto my um, picks because uh, how could I forget the EP from Devil Wears Prada uh, Z2 that you? Oh, yeah. Yep, that you're rocking the hat right there in front of my face. Um, you're rocking the hat. You got me the vinyl, um, and I really appreciate that. And also sent me the live stream, which I have yet to watch because I simply Man. have not had time. A live stream of them playing it in its entirety, and I believe it's the entirety of the first zombie EP too. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 I love that EP and I, I totally forgot to, to slip that in there, but yes, how could I forget? You got it right there on your head. I'm looking at it right now. You're looking at it. Um, yeah, guess looking what? at it right now. Guess what? I was surfing the, the, uh, internet. Why, well, why do people say internet? Like you're the morning one. Internet. Yeah. That's what Brian says. The internet. Internet. <laughs> um, but I was surfing the internet. And I found yeah. out that these guys are coming to Columbia. Ooh. So you better go with are, me. aren't they? You better go with I me, I would man. love to. To I, the Senate? Yes. I forget who they're going okay. with because when, yeah. when I saw this thing, I'm like, that's it. I'm going. So yep. you and Ellie. I would love to see them. You and Ellie must come down. I did not get to see them at, I did not get to see them at Warp Tour the, the very first year I went to Warp Tour because my truck overheated on the way to Charlotte. Um, so I was running late and they had a 12 o'clock spot and I, by the time I got there, it was about one. So um, just uh, I, I just missed them. I didn't get to see Devil Wears Prada, but they've been one of my favorite bands for a long time. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'll have to check into that. That'll be fun. Yeah. If like what, two of them, two of their LPs, right? Two of their yep. vinyl records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I just got to, uh, I just, I just got, uh, um, blue, what is it? Blue tra- trans, transmatic. It's a, it's a white album. Yeah, the um blue transistor. Uh, uh, so they did the at transit blues. That's it. Transit, transit blues. Transit blues. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Eight eighteen is definitely one of my favorite albums from them as well. Um, there's a tattoo that I would like to get based around that. Um, right. and because it comes from one of my favorite Bible verses, eight eight uh, Romans eight eighteen. So that there is my go. favorite Bible verse. So nice. And 
for marketing purposes, they released it on August 18th of 2013. So 818 ah, makes sense, right? Ah. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's jump into it, man. It's been a great year for music, but we're, we're here to do a Christmas al- uh, album. I did it again. Christmas episode. You know what? Um, and you know what? Do I? When did we get your John Bonham drums? I, I was asking how that was coming along. When we did that, know. we need to make a Christmas album, you and me. Okay, I'll, we'll do I'll, it. I'll sing you play drums. We can you play. can rap. You can say, it's me, it's me, J-A-C. <laughs> and then we'll go with that. I like that. Yeah, we'll I, just, I like it'll that. be a hip-hop Christmas album. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to, we'll dive into uh, the cover. This is a, another Christmas cover wars. Um, So uh, it's time for cover wars. Yes. And uh, this is a great one because this is definitely one of my favorite Christmas songs um, ever. And uh, it's, uh, today we're going to talk about Carol of the Bells. And, you know, usually whenever we do cover wars, we're picking, we're picking maybe one popular one that people know and one that's not so popular, but is you know just as good and we want them to battle it out today we're picking out two of the most defining covers of this song i don't think we've ever had this happen before um these two definitely should be going head to head because you have one that is not only so carol the bells is a christmas classic but you have a cover that is now deemed as a classic that's featured in multiple movies and uh commercials and things like that and specials and then you've got this other version that people that don't even know who August Burns Red are, um, are familiar with their cover just because it's so dang good and it's heavy and it's got all the typical metalcore tropes, but we love it. Um, but enough rambling. Let's jump right into it, James. So uh, a little bit of backstory about the uh, the Carol of the Bells. Um, it is a popular Christmas carol uh, with music by, again, this is where we're going to screw up a lot of names uh, because we're talking about Ukrainian origins here. Ukrainian composer Mikola Leontovich in 1914. And lyrics by Peter J. Wilhowski. Uh, the song is based on the Ukrainian folk chant Shedrick, Shedrick, um, Wilhowski's lyrics are under copyright protection owned by Carl Fisher Music, and but the music itself is in the public domain. So do what do what you want with it. Um, the music is based on a. This is for all the drummers out there. Based on a four note ostinato and is in three four time signature. The ringer of the B flat bell though feels that it is in six eight time. Um, I can sit here all day and talk about the difference between three, four and six, eight, and it's not going to make any sense to any of you. So I'll just move on from that. The Carol is, uh, <laughs> the Carol is um, metrically bistable and uh, a, a, and a listener can focus on either meter or switch between them. It has been performed in many genres. So here we go. You got classical, you got metal, you got jazz, country music, rock, trap, trap, and pop. Um, so the piece has also been featured in many films, television shows, and parodies. Um, the conductor of the Ukrainian um, Republic Choir, Oleksandr Koshets, also spelled Alexander Koshets, I guess that's actually the proper way to say it, um, commissioned Leontovich to create the song based on traditional Ukrainian folk chants and the resulting New York uh, new work for choir, Shedrick, was based on four notes that Leontovich found in an anthology. Uh, the original folk story related in the song was associated with the coming new year, which in pre-Christian Ukraine 
was celebrated with the coming of spring in April. Um, so not in January, like we're used to. The original Ukrainian title translates to the generous one or is per, uh, perhaps derived from the Ukrainian word for bountiful, which is shedril, um, and tells a tale of a swallow um, flying into a household to proclaim the bountiful year that the family will have. So this bird flies up in your house and then says, Cuckoo! What a wonderful, bountiful year that you will have! Cuckoo! Bing, bobby, bong, bing, bobby, and then flies out. And you're like, Get out of here, you dang bird. Yeah. You know, at least that's how I interpreted it. Well, that was a very good, very good bird, bird um, voice. Cuckoo! <laughs> Well, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm amazed more over is it was covered by trap music. Trap music. Uh, I now I don't know like who in the trap subgenre has covered that song, <laughs> right? But exactly. we're definitely not talking about it today. So. No, we're not. We're talking about metal, and we're talking about. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about. I guess like like, a, like orchestra band. Like I mean, yeah, TSO is kind of like a power metal. I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah, power and then metal. you got a metal core version. Power metal, power, sure, and yes. then a metal core version. Right, but not just because we're both metalheads. These are very defining versions of these of this cl- Christmas classic. Like I said, it, a lot of people know about both of these versions. So I think it's going to be. I think this one's going to be tough, oh, even yeah. for people listening and giving us feedback. I think it's going to be tough to pick between these two. Yeah. So the song was first performed by the students at. Kyiv uh, University in December 1916. That's a long time ago. Um, but the song lost ago. popularity in Ukraine shortly after the Soviet Union took hold. It was introduced to Western audiences by the Ukrainian National Chorus during its its 1919 concert tour of Europe and the and of the Americas. Where it premiered in the United States on October fifth, nineteen twenty-two, and to a sold-out audience at the Carnegie Hall. Mm. The original work was intended to be sung a cappella by mixed four-voice choir. Two other settings of the of the um, composition were also created by Leontovich, one for women's choir. Un, un, unaccompanied, and other for children's choir with piano uh, accompaniment. These are rarely performed or recorded. Yes, you don't hear those a lot. No, you don't at all. Um, American recordings by various artists began to surface on the radio in the 1940s. The song gained further popularity when it was featured on television advertisements. For Champagne in the 1970s by French a cappella group, the Swingle, the Swingle Singers. Sure. Champagne. Who, you know, I mean, who would have thought? Fancy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A little I, bit of the bubbly. I guess that's, that's like like a fancier drink. You know, I mean, I mean, this it's song a fancy sound, Christmas drink. And it's a yeah. fancy Christmas song, you know? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pinky out. <laughs> when, in, when in doubt, pinky out. Pinky out. Yes, yes. So, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, if you want to be more of a, like a upper class, you use the pinky out kind of deal. Pinky out. Uh, yes, this <laughs> fine, fine champagne. Fine champagne, sir. Um, don't, don't. That is the song. 
Carol of the Bells has been recorded into over 150 versions and rearrangements for varying vocal and instrument compositions. Yes. It's a popular wow. song to do. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And even if you don't play the whole song it's in, in its entirety, which I didn't even think about this until we were on the way home last night, but we had a, you know, we had a big church event that we played for. Um, Allie sang for, I play drums for, I've got a lot of drum videos coming out um, that I recorded during that, by the way. So go check out my YouTube um, and check those out. But uh, you know, a, a great arrangement that I have heard of like just a taste of Carol of the Bells is um, being kind of mixed in with We Three Kings. And I think it just works very well. They're both in that six, eight time signature or three, four, please don't argue with me about it. Um, but I think it's a, it's a, I think it, they both fit each other very well. So didn't even think about it. We're on the way home. We played We Three Kings and it was just this epic sounding thing. Um, the version we did was just, oh, it was incredible. It felt like it was coming out of a movie or something. It was it was a lot of fun to do. And we were listening to that version on the way home last night, and I was, like, hearing it in my head, like, especially the ending of it, where it's just all out, and, like, you can hear, like, the orchestra going, and we had a backing track, obviously, because we don't have an orchestra at church. But, right. you know, the back, it sounds epic. And I was, just like, in my head, I'm just, like, I was like, and I was like, oh my God, we should have thrown in Carol of the Bell somewhere. It'd been awesome. But lo and behold, we did not. And I missed that opportunity. And now I feel like a dummy, but there's always next year. But hey, let's move on. So why don't we dive into a little bit of history of our first contender here? I would say this is probably the more popular version that people are familiar with because it's played on the radio every year around Christmas. Um, but uh, I, I, let's I, learn a little. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't. Right. I don't think that that the second band we're going to cover is played on radio anywhere. No, I wouldn't say that they are, but they have been featured in a lot of different things. Which with is this great. Version, so. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, let's talk about Trans Siberian Orchestra. So Trans Siberian Orchestra, or TSO as they're commonly referred to, is an American rock band founded in 1996 by producer, composer, and lyricist Paul O'Neill, who brought together John Oliva. Oliva? Sure. And Al Petrelli, both members of Sabotage, Sabotage, right? Yes. And keyboardist and co-producer Robert Kinkle to form the core of the created team. Um, O'Neill died on April 5th of uh, 2017, unfortunately. Um, but the band gained uh, in popularity when they began touring in the 1990, in 1999 after completing their second album, The Christmas Attic, the year uh previous um the 2007 which by the way the so they toured off of that christmas attic thing for years right right and i have seen tso live at um i've seen them in columbia at uh colonial life arena and for a christmas show and it was the year after they stopped doing the classic christmas attic oh no it was their new Christmas show right. now they play a lot of the same songs but the story and everything that went along with it was different so okay but anyway um so in 2007 the washington post referred to them as an arena rock juggernaut and described their music as pink floyd meets yes and the who at radio city music hall um tso has sold more than 10 million concert tickets and over 10 million albums 
the band has released a series of rock operas, um, which was uh, Christmas Eve and Other Stories, The Christmas Attic, Beethoven's Last Night, The Lost Christmas Eve, their two-disc um, Night Castle, and Letters from the Labyrinth uh, as well. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is also known for their extensive charity work and elaborate concerts, which include a string section, a light show, lasers, moving trusses, uh, video screens, and effects synchronized to the music. It truly is a wonderful show. If you ever get a chance to go see them, I highly recommend it. Both Billboard Magazine and Polestar have ranked them as one of the top 25 ticket-selling bands in the first decade of the new millennium. Their path to success was unusual in that, according to O'Neill, TSO is the first major rock band to go straight into theaters um, and arenas, having never played at any clubs, never having an opening act, and never being an opening act. So, incredible. You just don't hear about that. No. Um, but yeah, so their cover of Carol of the Bells can be found on the 1996 album Christmas Eve and Other Stories. However, it is not titled Carol of the Bells, as many believed. It's actually titled Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, 1224. So, you got that pulled up? I got it up. Let's roll, dude. Let's take a listen. Here we go. Three, two, one. Cool. I didn't even know they had a music video.
That was close. That was close. She almost got caught. Almost got caught. Almost got she caught. almost messed up. After, Man. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, I I look forward to hearing that on the radio every year. Like the right. the little bit of the little bit that I listen to the radio, it's usually around Christmas, just because I like to hear some Christmas music on the radio. That was a special memory for me as a kid. So like I don't listen to the radio at hardly all. at all throughout the year. But I will turn on the radio to hear a collection of different Christmas songs. So, because I usually end up finding a new version of a song I, I had no idea even existed. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because um, when you, when it comes Christmas time, you always want to listen to like one or two or three songs. And this is right. like right out there. The other song that we that we talked about that always has a Christmas message, 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. Which we talked about Monday. Yeah. So I think that you can't have Christmas without either one of those two, two songs. And this yeah. and this song defines what Christmas is and what it should be about. Sure. Um I think the arrangement of this song is is is, is very well on that on that and on a uh, maestro, I guess is what you call it when you lead an orchestra. Yes. Mm-hmm. But but to me, it sounds like perfect in my ears. To me, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. it's great, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, that's one of the defining Christmas songs of all time. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, August Burn Red, which is not heard by um, a lot of people because this is an American metalcore band yes. from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster. However. The singer is from Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, aha! Yeah. Aha! Yeah. Yep. We got royalty, <laughs> royalty, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they were formed in 2003 or 2003, as I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> the band's current lineup consists of lead singer, um, lead guitarist John Benjamin or JB, uh, Burbanker. Yeah, John um, Benjamin Burbanker, known as JB. The rhythm mm-hmm. guitarist Brent Rambler, drummer Matt Griner, 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 yep. and lead vocalist yep. just like you were saying, John, Jake, L- L- uh, Jake Lures, Lures, mm-hmm. and bassist Dustin Davidson. The band was nominated for a Grammy Award in 2016 for best metal performance for the song Identify. From its 2015 release of Found in Faraway Places, uh, the album. And mm-hmm. again in 2018 for Invisible Enemy from Phantom Anthem, which came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. The band has released nine studio albums to date. Their latest, Guardians, was released on April 3rd, 2020. I have not listened to that. Have you? It is good. good? It's very good. Yes. I gotta take a little quick gander about that and see what what the yeah. what the hubbub is, bub. It's great. <laughs> okay, so August Bird Red is generally credited as a medical band, and has also been said to share a progressive metal elements. The band is also identified as a metal, um, melodic metalcore band. August Burn Red songs frequently feature highly melodic guitar riffs, technical or odd time signatures, and breakdowns. 
Yes, the breakdowns are so good. So good, make you want to slap your mama. <laughs> I wouldn't slap my mama. No. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. It does make me want to rage, though. It does. It does. Get in the pit. Yeah. Yeah, so technical, I find things that are in the pit. In the pit with my mom? Or, is, I mean... How, if she, I, I would fear, I would fear that she would get hurt, but I think she would do it if I asked her to. <laughs> she would get down, right? Yeah. So yeah, I um, think she would. So their melodic guitar riffs, technical or odd time signatures, and breakdowns, with a variety of influences, including but not limited to. Ah, I, there it is. Did it again, Meshuga. We did it. Which I think is like one of the hardest, the hardest and heaviest bands in, in, in history. Yeah. So technical. Mashuga, you mean? Um, yeah. Slavery in Peril, Pelican, Slayer. Slayer! Sorry. And the Dillinger Escape Plan. As yes. well as Between the Buried and Me, Misery yes. Signals, and yes. Hope's Fall. Hope's yes. Fall. All great bands. Yes. Unlike the other melodic metalcore vocalist, Jake. Generally does not mix clean vocals with his screams, though he does include spoken word parts on occasion. Yeah, he's not much for clean vocals, and I I don't know why, but I, it's kind of the defining sound with with August Burns Red. Like you said, they're they've always been lumped in that metalcore category, but they don't necessarily fit the other metalcore bands that's in there. You have the their, their melodies come from their lead guitars. Like that is, that is the melody because Jake doesn't, he doesn't do any clean vocals. If there are clean vocals on the tracks, it's because they had a guest vocalist. They right. had a singer of, um, they had Jeremy McKinnon from a day to remember on a song for one of their albums. And it was great. Um, but it, you know, it's typically a guest vocal. He just, he, the dude just screams and he's so good at it. He's got this really, great screaming voice we're not going to hear it on this track though because this is an instrumental so right you hear you can hear the rest of them the rest of the bass the rest of the band's great so right oh well i don't know if there's any actual lyrics or this on the other i mean there's got there are yeah there are some actual lyrics but they were interpreted much later okay Um, okay yeah so there are two covers of carol 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 of the Bells <laughs> can be found on the 2009 album Lost Messages, The Outtakes, and the 2012 album Sledden Hill, a holiday album, which we are going to hear the um, the version of from the album Sledden Hill, the holiday album. Yes. So are, are you ready to be blown away? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Three, two, one.
all right. I think that. Can I say something real fast? Okay. Say it. So, hmm. I really, really dig it. Okay, so, so the mixer. Okay, so you've heard of for Injustice for All, right? The album from yeah. Metallica. Yes. And now, yeah. and now the he's Jason Houston, and you can yeah, you can barely hear him playing the bass on it. Yeah. I think that what what happened here was the drummer says, "Nope, forget all of them." Turn me. <laughs> Boop. Well, uh, and you can hear it, man. I, I, man. I'm I'm in love with, you know, the bass. Yeah. And you can hear the yeah. drummer solid in this in this version. Yes. And I love every yeah. minute of it. Love it. Matt Griner is. Love it. He is one of a kind, man. Yeah. He is an incredible drummer. I think he's he's more of an incredible human being in general. Yeah. Um, just just a good dude. Um, he's got a great podcast um, called Holy Ghost Notes that he does with a buddy of his. And it's it's a it's a faith based um, podcast, but they also talk about drumming a lot. And they have a lot of guest drummers come on the, their show and stuff. And um, but I love to watch his drum videos that he posts. Um, and then even like so while I was thinking about it, I, 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 I think about how many times I've seen this this song, this cover covered by a lot of drummers on youtube around this time of year um it's almost like a must it's almost like you have to like if you're gonna post a drum cover first off you have to do uh toxicity by system of a down everybody does that song and then around christmas you have to do a cover of carol the bells um and it was so there's a really popular youtube drummer um uh his username is cooper drummer and um, he's a very, very, very big drummer now, um, YouTube star. He got his break by doing a cover of this version. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was his big, like, breakout video that really, like, garnered a lot of attention to his channel. And now he, you know, is a full-time YouTuber. So, right, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I think, um, gosh, this is going to be hard. Yeah. This is going to be truly hard. Uh, from day one, when I heard august burns red's uh cover of this it sounds like it, it's a song that they could have written it, it yeah. fits well with yeah. the rest of their songs like it's it's melodic but it's heavy and the song was heavy before any metal bands even touched it it just has this eeriness to it in this sense of uh misery i i don't know what it is there's something about that song that yeah, works great as a Christmas song, and it's known as a Christmas song, but it's never sounded happy to me. It always sounded like it could be heavy. So when a metal band decides to do a cover of it, it works. It works really well. I think you were correct on the on the on the um, on the way that that like it never sounds happy. Like it's always like frantic, like, like yeah, like busy, busy, busy. You know, right? And that's right. what and that's what metal is. You know, yeah. So. I do agree with you that this is a fantastic song, but I think you'll be shocked to hear my um, final thing. I want to know first, what's yours? <sighs> I know it's hard. This but- one is hard. This is probably the most difficult one because right. I, I truly love both versions of these. Right. But I figured, you know, we're going all out. You're for, all out. Um, we're going all out for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we're going all out for Christmas, man. Let's 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 make it difficult. Yeah, there, there, there you go. 
but if I had to com- if I'm comparing both of them and typically, you know, how I how we usually judge these things or how close are they to the original? Well, yeah. the original is a classic, so we can't really go by that. No. Do you want me to go first and, and uh, I'll, you go I'll first. talk to you? You go first. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, my view of this song is totally based on the holiday. Okay. Yeah. With me having depression and music that fights it. Aha, uh-huh, right? Um, Yay. I want my songs during the holidays, specifically, to be kind of a light, like a lighter, fluffier sound, right? Not sure, you know, not too kiddy, not too, you know. But since we ju- we just said that that it feels more like a like a frantic song, and that metal goes right right along with it, right? Right. For me, in my holidays, I I I want to re- relax. Okay. Okay. So. My favorite version of this song is going to be TSO's. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I just think during holidays, it, it. I don't think I don't think that metal is kind of correct for me while listening to the song during Christmas time. You know. Yeah. Christmas for me is time to relax, enjoy family, and whatnot. You know. Sure. And I don't get that sense of notion from um, August Burns Red. I do love it. I, yeah. I, I do love it, you know. Yeah. But I just feel the need to relax, you know, just calm down for it. You sure. Know? Yeah. So, well, I I will say that between the two, if I have to pick a, a favorite, I'm going to go with August Burns Red. Okay. Fair enough. I love August Burns Red as a band. I've been a very big fan of theirs for a number of years. Um, the first time I heard messengers, their album messengers, um, and their song composure, that was the first song I ever heard from them. And it's just out the gates, just in your face. Um, I thought the drumming was just unlike anything I'd ever heard before. And this was my very early introduction, introduction to metalcore, um, was when that album came out and it, kicked down the door for a lot of other bands that I got into, like the ones that they listed as influences. So between the buried and me misery signals and different ones like that. Um, so I've been a big fan of theirs for so long. Uh, I love Jake lures as a vocalist, even though he's not featured on this song, but, uh, and the fact he's from Columbia, that's pretty cool. Um, but I think that all the guys in, in August burns red are great a great group of dudes, but Matt Griner is a hero of mine. He's one of my favorite drummers of all time. And he displays everything that is great about his drumming in this cover. Um, it's heavy. You saw my reaction. Those of you watching on YouTube saw my reaction. I can't help, but just bang my head up and down and want to mosh. And um, especially when he goes into those blast beats during the one part and it's just, yeah, Oh, it's so weird. sick, man. It's, yeah. Oh, it's great. So yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with the August Burns Red and their version. I forgot to mention this. Their version of Carol of the Bells was actually featured in a uh, not Family Guy, an American Dad episode, an American Dad <laughs> really? Christmas episode. Nice. I remember they're like fighting Santa Claus or something like that. Oh, no. And this oh. version starts playing, and I was like, "No freaking <laughs> way, man! Yeah. August Burns Red on American Dad, get out of here!" Right. So yeah. yeah. Well, guess what? So yeah. With that, guess what? You're right, you're right, and I'm right. There's no wrong answer. You're right, I'm right, everybody's right. Everybody's we right. want to know 
what y'all think. Yes. So please um, let us know what you think. Email us. Um, send us a, um, a Facebook message or anything out of your, you know, we would love to hear from you. Um, but before we go, we have a little mental health minute from our pal, Brovely. Yeah. Hopefully these mental health minutes have been um, useful to you guys. We, we love to include this at the end of our episodes just as a way to kind of help. Uh, if you're going through something, maybe try some of these exercises and maybe just see if it'll, it, what have you got to lose, right? See if it, see if it helps improve your mood, kind of pulls you out of those funks that we all kind of get in. So, um, but today's mental health minute, try, uh, pr- try prepping your lunches or picking out your clothes for the work week. Um, you'll save some time in the mornings, so you're not rushing around, um, and you'll have a sense of control about the week ahead. Nice. This is something that Allie needs to do, right? Like, so not not that I'm saying she needs <laughs> to do it. This is something that she admits she needs to do. Right. And she does do this. Okay, good. Um, because it gives you a sense of control. Yeah. And in a world where we feel like we have no control, we have no sit we have no control about how things play out and how your day goes and whatever whatever it may be find something that you can control find something that you can say this happened because of me i i picked out my clothes for this week it saved me time in the morning i picked out what i was gonna eat this week i meal prepped or whatever um it'll help with your uh physical help as well health as well and we that's something we do we meal prep every week um I don't necessarily pick out my clothes. Allie likes to pick out her clothes, you know, well, she's been working from home. So she wears generally usually what she, she gets up and she goes for a walk every morning. Yeah. Um, so whatever she wore to walk in, she'll just wear the rest of the day while she's working. But if she's going to work in the office again in the coming month, then, you know, she typically picks out her clothes, um, picks out her clothes for church. Um, and, it just helps, you know? And yeah. like I said, it, it gives you a sense of control. It gives you something that you can say, this happened because of me. And maybe that will take some of that off your mind. That way, when things that are beyond your control um, kind of land in your plate, on your plate, you can uh, tackle those difficulties a little bit better. Nice. Nicely said. Yeah, yeah I need to learn how to I do that too. <laughs> I, I, I do need to learn how to do that too, but let's see, my clothes already picked out for me, not to, you know, because I work at a restaurant every day. That was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got work shirts yeah. that I wear. Right. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, but um, I'm glad like Allie is like, you know, doing that right now, you know, because like yeah. you were right, because when you feel like you have no control over the world, just yep. have a little control over what you can do and your clothes. You can, Anybody can pick out your own clothes. It's easy, you know. That's right, right. Just make sure it matches, you know. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> not matching. It's embarrassed. It's gonna right. ruin your day. Yeah. Unless you're doing it for like, like, you know, like just for fun, you know, like a like a sure like a, tacky day, wacky tacky day at school or, or work or whatever. Yeah, some kind of some kind of off day, you know. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so. Thank you, everybody, for listening to, to the show today. We passed 150 episodes. Whoop. So this is probably in the 153, 52 range. We're not sure about Something that. Something like that. But, yeah. But we just want to say thank you for listening to the 
show today or viewing it on our YouTube channel. Um, so you. be sure to, t- to share this with your friends, families, and we are available on multiple podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. So please be, make sure you uh, to leave a review and a rating for us so that we, we, we so that we know that we're doing our job to help you out better, you know? Um, yes. And if you would like to see us grow into a more um, more professional podcast, we would love that. Um, yeah, so the best way to stay up to date with us is by following us on our social medias, including when we're... Instagram at When Words Fail Podcast, Facebook WWF Podcast, WWFMS Podcast. Sorry for those two two letters right there. Um, email at When Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com. You can always email us on what to talk about or, or give us ideas on what you think about the show. Um, YouTube at youtube.com slash When Words Fail Music Speaks. TikTok and our website is when words fail music speaks and it's and it's that dot com. And then if you go to our website, when words fail music speaks dot com, on the top um tab there'll be a thing for the store. Click that button, it'll take you to a blue uh, if blue image. You click that button, you'll be sent to our online store where you can buy shirts, um, masks. Hoodies, laptop bags, uh, baby clothes. So you can buy your baby clothes for for next Christmas because I know this is way too uh, advanced um, to get yep. gifts sent to off before Christmas Day. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Next Christmas, though. Well, next Christmas. Yep. Get your get your uh, stocking stuffers. Yes, yes. But um, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Blake underscore Mosley. That's M O S E L E Y. I'm on YouTube. It's YouTube.com slash Mosley with three Y. So that's M O S E L E Y Y Y. Um, I've got a lot of drum videos coming out from this uh these Christmas Eve or excuse me Christmas services that I've been playing for. Um, I'll also have something coming out for some Christmas Eve services that I'm doing. So nice. Um. Stay tuned for that. I'm on TikTok. It's at Blake Brosley. Um, I posted a new TikTok today, James. Um, yes. I think you saw it uh, where I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to do uh, more emo drum parts in worship songs. So uh, the two cross over quite frequently now. So <laughs> right. um, trying to strike gold again. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, also check out my uh, other podcast that I've been doing called South Carolina Spook Show. It's all about... South South Carolina related true crime, cryptids, UFO sightings, paranormal stuff. Um, you can find that on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Stitcher, and Radio Public. So if you or someone you know listens on any of those and that's their preferred platform, shoot it over to them, man. I really appreciate it. And if you have stories of your own, I'd love to include it as an episode uh, on that. So you can email me at um, SC spook show at gmail.com. Um, sources from this episode come from Wikipedia, galaxy music notes.com and MHA national.org. We do not own any of the music used in this episode and no copyright infringement is intended. Please stop trying to sue us. You're not going to get, you're, you're not going to get anything. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. Are you back? 
I'm back. You're not going to get He's back. Done. Sorry. I thought I was going to have to close the show out by myself. I got real nervous. I started sweating. <gasps> nope. You could just head being to August burns red. Until I come back. I don't know what to do. Something's going to hit me. There you go. There you go. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast and viewing it on YouTube. We greatly appreciate everything you do for us. And always remember, um, when the world gets rough, always listen to music. Because when words fail, music speaks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye.